Hello and welcome to the Helmet to Helmet podcast. I'm Jack Sheldon, here with Jack Thompson and Charlie McElworth. Say hi, boys. Sup. Good day. Today we talk you through some of our main stories from the NFL this week. Let's get into it. boys so I think we can all agree the biggest story in the NFL obviously after the Wentz trade which we've um, we've already spoken about in an earlier episode um, we've, we've got the sort of Watson saga with the Texans so not a lot of massive uh, sort of information this week and obviously the, the trade hasn't happened but Carolina I don't know whether they heard the podcast from last week where I said obviously I think Carolina would be a good spot for him I don't know. Carolina has emerged as a as a major player in the Watson sweepstakes and with the trade talk involving Christian McCaffrey and I think two or three first round picks. Was it two, Jack? Can't quite remember. I thought it was three. Three, I think, yeah. Yeah, three and three and McCaffrey. Obviously they were heavily involved in the Stafford talks as well. But uh, I think the Carolina have been making a few moves this week that kind of give me a few tip offs. So uh, I'll, I'll sort of go through those. They they are scheduled to release four players: um, Kawan Short, uh, Stephen Weatherly, who's a defensive end; Trey Boston, who they've already released at safety; and their punter, um, Michael Pallady, I believe his name's pronounced. That's uh, all four of those releases would create a sort of twenty mil cap space, and that brings the team total to twenty eight and a half mil in cap, uh, and that's enough to cover uh, Watson's sixteen mil cap charge this season. So they kind of look like they're they're shaping up for a big move in the QB stakes, and and I think that's Watson to be honest. So what what do you boys think about think about that one? Everything you've just said, spot on. I think they've released the four players that they've released to clear enough cap space to bring in someone like Watson. But it should be noted that we are yet to see the Texans officially announce that they're open to trading him. All these teams are making moves. You know, you've got the Dolphins who have also been reported to be interested in Watson as well. The Texans haven't actually said that they're going to trade him yet. So I think all of this is sort of just positioning from teams to be ready to just jump in on it, get him signed instantly if they do announce it. But interestingly, I think going back to the players that you've released, talking about released, Trey Boston, the safety, I think he could be a good option for the Cowboys. And he only accounts for 3.5 million in cap space. So league round up, Trey Boston to the Cowboys. It is a Dallas Cowboys podcast, so it does make sense. Yeah, of course. (laughs) course it is i'm not even going to entertain the idea but yeah i mean obviously watson looks like well carolina looked like they're shaping up to to make a run at watson one thing i would say is that i seriously doubt the texans will ever come out and say that watson is there for trading because as soon as they say that they lose a first round pick they lose some leverage yeah it's the same as any any sort of business scenario if you say oh i'm interested in selling people know they can get a bit of discount if you are pretending that you still want this product and it's yours then people will pay hand over fist to get it. So I think I'd like to see him go to Carolina. I think that would make them a really interesting team next year. Um, Obviously, they do have to lose Christian McCaffrey to do it, which for some fantasy owners probably makes them a bit scared. I know I've got the number one pick this year and McCaffrey's one of the options. If he goes to Houston, how are they going to use him? Who's going to be throwing him the ball? Who's going to block for him? Just a very strange situation. So I think a lot to be resolved with this one and it'll rumble on and no doubt we'll... We'll be talking about it a fair bit more. So for me, if Deshaun Watson gets traded, it's going to be an absolute mammoth trade. No questions asked. I think it will be something similar to a good player, three picks potentially. Does it make sense for the Panthers? I don't think so. They're picking at number eight overall. 
I think Christian McCaffrey is too big an asset to get rid of along with three picks. And with the Jets unsure of where they where they stand with their quarterback, is it worth trading up to try and get someone like Justin Fields or Zach Wilson? Or do you sit at eight where the Panthers are picking and try and get a Trey Lance to sit behind Teddy Bridgewater for a year? I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like seeing yeah. Deshaun go to the Panthers. That's that's my take on it. No, I, I see that. I think I think the Panthers could get a QB at eight or maybe move up a couple of spots to get someone if they really liked them. But it depends on sort of how they see the, the QB situation. Obviously, there's a clear number one, that's Trevor Lawrence. But after that, who's going to still be available at eight? or, or and, and how do they see those players? Because Watson is is far more talented than I think anyone other in this draft class than Lawrence. I think you'd take Watson over all of them, other than Lawrence, if you're sort of rebuilding. And he's a proven commodity as well, Watson. Exactly. Exactly. So if I was Carolina, I'd, I would push to get Watson. I know they spent a lot of draft capital last year on defence. I think every single one of their draft picks was defensive side of the ball. So um, they've got the kind of set up and, and we'll see. But yeah, it's an interesting situation with Watson. Part of me still thinks he stays with Houston, though. I don't know how you can get rid of get rid of Watson, um, but I, I'd like to see him go. I think set him free. He's great to watch. Give him give him some opportunity. I don't think he wins anything in Houston for the next five years. I don't think they're set up. I think Houston could make it work for them as well if they get the right deal. It could work for Houston yeah. as well. I know you you can't see him get can't see them getting rid of him, but I think if he does go, Houston are going to get enough compensation to be all right in the coming years. Yeah. Right, so that's, um, as I said, Deshaun Watson. I think we'll, we'll be talking about him a fair bit more in, in future episodes, so so we'll move on. Obviously, still still a lot left to talk about with him and a lot to be resolved. Just a couple more stories for the week. We had Trevor Lawrence's Pro Day, which I was quite interested in seeing. Obviously, watching a lot of college football last year and, and over, his, over his career the last few years, he made some sort of unbelievable throws. He's on the move on one of them and just throws this absolute bomb 60-yard, absolute dime in the basket. Um, so great to see that. We had Urban Meyer, who's the Jags' new head coach, stood at linebacker depth all day, just like staring into his new quarterback's eyes. It's his love, it felt like. Um, he did look a bit thin, I thought. Um, that's because he's about to go into shoulder surgery. Um, he's about to have some um, surgery on his left shoulder. So I assume that means he hasn't been able to lift any weights or do any gym work. They have said he's, he should be ready after his shoulder surgery um, sort of for pre-season. So that'll be interesting to see. So yeah, we've got... Trevor Lawrence's pro day, I think he is the unanimous number one pick. I don't think there's any way. I was surprised to see him throw, actually, because he doesn't really have to. He, he's got surgery coming up. He was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just throw. And and one thing that does show, I think, that there's some senior um, wide receivers that he was throwing to. And a lot of teams went to go and watch those receivers. Um, so, obviously, if, if he, Trevor Lawrence was thrown in the ball, they'd probably look a bit better. Uh, and that's that shows that he's a good teammate and he, he cares about the people on his team. Um, and he wants to get them drafted too, which I think shows a lot about the man um, rather than just the player. Did you boys catch any of the highlights of the pro day? Yeah, I caught a few. No one doubted his talent, did they, in regards to how he throws? No. I think, you know, aside from a few off throws that he made, he pretty much solidified his, his landing spot in the draft at number one. He looked really impressive to me, and I think his measurables, obviously we got official stats for him. I think the only one that you're really looking at is his weight, uh, 213 pounds that he weighed in at. I think that is down to what you said, Sheldon, the fact that he's just about to go into surgery, probably hasn't been hitting the gym, keeping some of his shoulder under the least amount of tension that he can. I think when we see him on draft day, he'll be back up to 225. 
especially by the time yeah. um, training camp starts, he'll be at 225 pounds easy. And then apart from that, you, he's, look at the man, six foot five, 10 inch hands. He's massive hands, man. And a 78 inch wingspan. I think the dude's just a stud. And I think, yeah, aside from showing that he's still able to throw the ball, it's not even on his throwing shoulder. So there's not much concern there, but I think, you know, just showing his talent that was never even doubted anyway, getting formal measurements for the guy. I think yeah, he's solidified his landing spot and he was a really impressive pro day for him as well. So well done, Trev. Yeah, I agree. Have we all come to the conclusion that the Jags are going to take him at one? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't think there's a question. Yeah. There's been some mad speculation about Urban Myers and, you know, the type of character he is. And having been the head coach at Ohio, could there not be there could there not be a bit of room for a little trade here and get his boy Justin Fields? Maybe. I don't know how you can possibly pass up Trevor Lawrence at number one. If you if you got all thirty two GMs and head coaches and sat them in a room and said, "Draw your perfect quarterback that you draft at number one," it would be Trevor Lawrence. It's almost like he's been created in a lab to play QB in the NFL. It's it's almost perfect. He's got plates for hands. He's six foot five. You can see over all the O linemen. There's yeah. no way he doesn't go number one. I think there's always that kind of talk in the middle because I think obviously it's it's exciting when people write those articles and people click and go, oh, we might, you know, someone else might get him. There is absolutely no way. And one other thing I saw, this is on Lawrence this week, that some NFL scouts from certain teams were saying that they preferred Zach Wilson over Lawrence. That's just because they know they're not going to get him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, for me, he's Wilson um, is the third best QB on the on the board behind Fields. Um, I've seen Fields play NFL standard defenses for two years. Obviously, he plays, uh, he plays at Ohio State. Um, but he's played Alabama and Clemson the last few years. And if you look at their defensive side of the ball, both those colleges, all 11 starters will be drafted in the NFL for both those teams. So he's playing against NFL standard defences. Wilson has played nothing like that in his college career. So for me, Fields is number two. But it'll be interesting to see where, where they all land. I think a lot of QBs will go in the top 10. I think there's going to be four at least in the top 10. Yeah. Yeah, four at least in the top 10 plus Matt Jones going... Going in the teens, I think. In the teens to the twenties for Matt Jones, I think. So, would you have Trey Lance as the fourth QB? Yeah. Trey Lance, yeah, as a fourth QB, I think. Although that's a bit of an odd one because how much have we seen of Trey Lance? He's got a great reputation, but he's going to have to sit and learn. He's he's not going to be a starter straight away, I don't think. Carolina could could get him. No, I agree on that Carolina thing. I think it would be interesting to for him to sit behind Teddy Bridgewater, but. Trey Lance is from the same um, university as Carson Wentz, but Trey Lance is a one-year starter. Wentz played for two or three years at North Dakota State, so there was a lot more on on Wentz at that point. Obviously, he went number two. So, and, I mean, that was kind of the main two stories I had for the week, other than certain players getting released, like Von Miller um, is likely to get released by Denver. Um, but other yeah. than that, I think it was a relatively slow news week after the Wentz trade. And Deshaun Jackson as well. Oh, yeah. What did you uh, say, Jack? Von Miller to the Cowboys? Heard that. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously Deshaun Jackson's just been released from the Eagles as well, which makes their wide receiver depth a little bit more shallow. I, think, I expect him to take... Where were they? Where they're drafting at six after they tanked that last game of the season? Yep. Oh, they're not going to get Chase or, uh, or Devontae Smith. They could get Devontae yeah. Smith. They get one of the two. Where are the Falcons picking? Four. Oh, I think the Falcons might take a quarterback. So. Yeah, I think there's a few. Lots, lots. Hopefully some more, some more news next week. That's all we've got time for today, guys. We hope you enjoyed the show. As always, go and follow our Instagram at Helmet to Helmet Podcast UK. Uh, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.